who's controlling your time? In this episode of A Wealthy Life, we're going to be talking about time as one of your most valuable resources. And that's why I spend so much time talking about it. While both time and money are valuable resources, if I had to choose, I would choose time because we can always make more money. We can't make more time. We might be able to leverage it a little, but it's very much a finance resource. And so being aware of who's in control, whether it's you or others, is absolutely crucial to you maximizing this resource. So I really want to get you thinking about this. Who's controlling your time, you or other people? And I'm going to give you some examples and some exercises. And again, this is building on the last two podcasts where we've been talking about creating your happiness plan and learning how to be adaptable and making sure that it's still what you want. So let's look through that. But but before I start, let me give you a practical exercise here. It's Amelia's birthday, actually, today, the day that the podcast goes out. And when we knew that she was being born, I immediately knew that I wanted to work just a four day week so that I could spend a day a week with her minimum where I would just be able to enjoy my time with this new life in the world. It was the ability to manage my time that enabled me to have that ultimate happiness. And it was about being adaptable. So I looked at what my priorities were. I planned my year so that I could manage my time and, and if you like, corral everything that I needed to do into four days a week. That didn't mean to say that I work from seven in the morning till six at night. I still worked just a a normal sort of shortish day. But I just chose and prioritized what was important to me. If Amelia was coming into my life and she was going to be more important than anything, yes, I still had a business to run. Yes, I still had clients that I wanted to work with. But how could I then drop out some of the things that were less important so that there was a day a week for her? So you can be adaptable with your plans. You can even, when there are surprises, adapt your plans. And so that's what we want to look at. And we've talked about adaptability, but now what we need to do is look at where there could be leakage in your your time. And if you can be aware of this, who's stealing your time, who's controlling your time, then you actually will have more time with which to do the things that you really want to, the things that are of your choice. And if we're going to talk about stealing time, we have to talk about TV. I know a lot of people will go on about how awful TV is. And there's a fair degree of it that is. But I enjoy watching TV. It's part of my relaxation process that I want to chill down in the evening. Uh, We've talked in previous podcasts about the different, if you like, levels of thinkings or states of consciousness. And I want to be in a position where I can just chill out and watch a film of an evening or watch a series. But it's about who's in control and I just want to share this little bit about TV for a minute and then we'll move on to other stuff. So if we think of TV as a time stealer, who is controlling what you watch? Is it that you store up your series and you binge watch them and actually make it part of your happy time? Or are you someone that is controlled by the telly and 
no, <clears throat> I can't do that. I have to do watching my series at seven o'clock, eight o'clock or nine o'clock. You know, TV is actually very, very flexible now, very adaptable. You can, it's, you can record it, you can fast forward through it. You can download players so that you can watch it anytime. You do not need to be controlled by the TV. TV can be something that you introduce into your plan as part of your happy. And if what you want to do is to have a day off and all you're going to do is binge watch a series, as Bruno Mars would say, if your choice is today, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to lay in my bed, also known as a duvet day. That's perfectly fine. But it be your choice, not driven by a series, because if you watch these programs, you know for a fact that what they do is they make the ending exciting so that you have to go back. And if you're not watching them on any player, then that controls what you're going to do next week. But TV is also a mood stealer. So I think you really need to be aware of what you're watching as much as when you're watching and how you're watching. I don't know what it is in, in the UK. We are so miserable. <laughs> And it might be because one of the most popular series for most people is watching things like EastEnders or Coronation Street. And I watched that sort of 20, 30 years ago, say 30 years ago now. And it was about everyday life. And somehow everyday life on this one square now involves regular murders and stealing and, and all the negative sides of life. And yet there is an American series called Modern Family, which we prefer to watch, which are just like little half hour episodes. And they are just hysterical. Everything is funny. And yet they still tackle things like um, gay relationships, um, prejudice against the, the people from South of America. And, you know, so they still cover the topics, but you laugh all the way through the series, even though you're being fed the serious stuff. And of course, we can't avoid mentioning the news. There's very little to laugh about there. And I've spoken to you before about managing how you interact with social media. So that's quite a lot of talk about TV, social media and what you watch and how you watch it. But it does play a big part in some people's life. Now, if it doesn't play a big part in your life, all I'm going to say is that I am giving you, not you need my permission, but I'm giving you permission that it is okay to possess a TV and use it as a way to watch a film. But of your choice as part of your happy plan. What I should also have said is that this is a recording, in case you're not listening to them sequentially, from Simi on the Greek islands, where we're taking a break. And I thought I would just record some of them here. And it's making me laugh, but the house next door has decided to start doing some building work so if you hear drilling in the background that's the that's the neighbors hopefully all you can hear is the lapping of the water against the dock but I don't know what you can pick up <laughs> from the microphone right so let's get back to stealing your time or being in control of your time and let's talk about people and really what we're talking about here the difference between responsibility and obligation so there are things in our lives that we can do as choice. You have free choice about what you do, whether you watch a TV program, don't want a TV program, lay in a bit later or not. But there are also things that you have to do as a responsible adult, particularly if you're a parent, but also if you're an employer or an employee, you will have responsibilities. 
But then what about obligations? This is the this is the stealer. This is the bit that's someone else controlling your time. If there's an obligation, and, and I suppose you could say that being an employee is an obligation to your employer as well as responsibility. But I also consider that it is a choice because you do have that choice that you could function your life in a different way. But obligations are frequently doing things that you don't like, you wouldn't do if you could choose, but you do because you feel that you have to. And of course, that could be everything that, that I've mentioned. You know, maybe being a parent sometimes feels like an obligation rather than a choice or responsibility. But I think we've all had a massive thought shift through the COVID years. And the idea that we are more mortal than maybe we had previously thought BC. And I've spoken to you about mortality and that mortality moment where you recognize that you might not live forever. What if this was the last day, the last week, the last month or the last year of your life? What would you want to do? You will enjoy some of your responsibilities, but take a cold hard look at how you spend your time and you might reveal obligations that you could turn off, that you could pass on to others, and that you could simply refuse. Remember, your time is your most valuable asset. And so having the right to say, no, I don't want to do that. Families can get themselves into habits, can't they, where they go around for Sunday lunch, as an example, and it becomes an obligation. No, sorry, I can't see my friends. I can't go to the beach. I can't go out for a walk. I can't just lie at home because I feel a bit tired and I've had a hectic week or binge watch a series that I want to watch because the obligation is that I have to show up for this meal that I isn't really the sort of food that I want to eat or doesn't maybe taste nice. Or maybe your mum, if she's the one doing it, is the wonderful cook. Or maybe you're the one stuck in the kitchen doing the cooking because you feel that it's an obligation that you have to then feed everybody. Look at your time and do what makes you happy. And the last point here is about controlling your future. Your thoughts and your mindset and your time really are the foundations of absolutely everything. So go back to the happiness planner that we talked about in episode 34 and look at how you can bring that day planner into your life so that it both provides a routine, if that's what you want, or flexibility, if that's your thing. I absolutely love planned spontaneity. And really here, Simi is about planned spontaneity. We, we came away for a week. We loved it so much. We got home. The weather was colder than here, obviously, and we checked what was going on on the weather app and we knew that the weather was going to be hot here. So we planned to be spontaneous and we found a flight and we booked a hotel and we came out here. True spontaneity would have been just deciding that day and going straight to the airport, finding out the next flight, getting on it and just going somewhere. So planned spontaneity has a sense that you're having this moment of thought but at the same time, it's still a spontaneous idea. And the other version of planned spontaneity, if you like, is rigid flexibility. And rigid flexibility is really your happiness planner. 
in that you've created your happiness planner from episode 34 and you've mapped out all the happy that you want to have but you're going to be flexible you're going to be adaptable so that if something doesn't go quite right or isn't quite where you want it you can move it around you can plan a day a week a month but make sure that there's always you time not just happy time but also you time, time for you to do absolutely nothing if you want. And once you no longer have to work to pay the bills and you create that income stream that covers both your how much is enough money and maybe even more than enough money, then you will be completely in charge of your day and therefore your week planner and you will really be maximizing and creating the wealthy life of your choice. So let me just take you back to this again. Time is your most important asset. It's the one thing that you cannot recreate, but it's also the one thing that is so easy to let slip through your fingers. And then with that comes regret, whereas grasp time, make it something that you use, that you enjoy, that you exploit even to its maximum potential. Yes, there's responsibilities in our lives. And yes, there are things that we have to do. But don't forget to put in things that make you happy rather than filling your calendar with obligations. And make sure that part of that happiness is also just empty time where you can be spontaneous. Plan to be spontaneous by planning in some empty days and then just waking up that day and seeing what you think you want to do. And it could be that you want to do some work but it could be that you wanna just go for a walk or lie in your bed and do nothing as Bruno Mars would have you do. So I'm just gonna sign off here from Simi because we're off on an adventure. We've got a, a scooter and we're gonna go over to another bay and see what it's like over there. Um, so we're doing a bit of planned spontaneity because we don't know what we'll find, but I'm sure that it'll all be part of the adventure and very enjoyable. And sorry, just to rub it in in case it's not warm where you are, lovely and warm. We're talking a good 26, 28 degrees today with a light breeze. How lovely is that? Truly a wealthy life. My name is Vicky Roche. I am very grateful for the time you, precious time you have spent listening to A Wealthy Life with me. And I hope that I have helped you have a little bit more whoosh in your life. You've been listening to Vicky Roche wealth strategist, author, and property investor. With a name like Roche, spelt, W-U-S-C-H-E. I'm easy to find on all the usual social media channels. Do come and connect. And loving the podcast? Then join the Listener Fan Club, where I will share extra insights and host webinars. Links to this and more of my story are both in the show notes and on my website, vickywashay.com. See you on the next episode.